Welcome to the Life Central Podcast. It is so good to have you come and connect with us again this week. We trust that this session will be helpful to you in your faith journey. Good morning. Welcome to this Resurrection Sunday. What a privilege it is for us to connect with you on this pivotal morning in the history of humanity. Uh, And as we this morning just cast our minds back 2,000 years ago, we we consider what the gospel writers uh, wrote as they record the account of Mary Magdalene going down to the tomb to go and tend to Jesus' body at daybreak. And when she gets there, she doesn't find his body. She finds an empty tomb and she encounters an angel and, and, and he, he looks at her and he says to her, why do you look for the living among the dead? And then he says, he, he's not here. He's risen. And we see Mary running off to go and tell the others. And along the way, she engages with Jesus. And she gets to actually have her own personal moment with the resurrected Jesus. And from there, he, he tells her to go and to tell the others and to go and tell the others to go and, and meet with him later on. And as we consider this Resurrection Sunday, t- today we celebrate the very reason for our faith. We, we, we celebrate the, the, um, the cornerstone of our faith. You see, our faith is not founded as a result of Scripture. Our, our faith is not founded as a result of the life of Jesus. Our, our faith is not founded as a result of the death of Jesus, even though the life of Jesus and the death of Jesus and Scripture become pivotal to our life in faith. Our faith is not founded on this alone. No, ultimately, our faith is based on what we celebrate today. The resurrection of Jesus. Because if Jesus isn't raised from the dead, then his life becomes a very good life with some really good principles that we can follow, but not the Son of God. If 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 it's not for the resurrection, then, then Scripture is full of great teachings. But it doesn't carry the weight that it carries when we consider that here we have a resurrected Jesus, a resurrected Savior for you and for me. And because of the resurrection, we know that what Jesus claimed to be is true. That when he said he's the way, that he's the truth and that he's the life, that he meant it. That there's no other way to God. There's no other way to the Father but through Jesus. The resurrection gives weight to that claim. The resurrection makes that true. Is there a way for your life? Yes. Is there truth for your life? Yes. Is there fullness of life for your life? 
Yes, and it's found in Jesus, and it's found in Jesus, because Jesus did not stay in the grave. Jesus rose and is alive today. And if we consider Friday, Friday would not have been good if it was not for Sunday morning's resurrection. Friday would have just remained a defeated day, what appeared to be a defeated day. Saturday, this agonizing silence that his followers would have had to endure and, and, and live through. It's like, was any of this true? And through the lens of Sunday, Saturday starts to look very different. Because Sunday, we engage with the risen Jesus now, I understand that some of you watching today, you might not buy the whole risen Jesus part. Um, you may struggle with that. You, you might have some questions around that. Uh, you may even ask, Ramon, why on earth do you believe this? Why do you believe in a risen Jesus? Well, first off, I believe in a risen Jesus because Jesus chose to communicate the most important message that humanity would ever receive in all of history through a woman. Now, that's not a big deal to you and to me in the day and age that we live in today. But back then, that was a big deal because women had no social standing. In fact, back then, women were seen as a very unreliable resource. They were seen as emotional. They were, they were seen as, as unreliable. But yet Jesus chooses Mary Magdalene to communicate the, the, the message that he is risen through her. Now you may ask why on earth would the gospel writers record it this way if this would discredit this part of the story. And the only reasonable explanation for that, for you and for me today, is that they wanted to tell the truth. That they wanted to tell what actually happened on the day. And as a result, they had to tell that Mary Magdalene was the first person who saw him. And Mary Magdalene was the person who went and told everyone else, hey, I've engaged and encountered a risen Jesus. In fact, later on when Paul recounts the story, he leaves this out because he realizes it'll discredit the story to his current audience. I can't glance past that. I can't move past that. For me, that is real evidence of a risen Jesus. The second piece of evidence that, that, that I find very compelling are his grave clothes. There's a theory that Jesus didn't rise. His body was stolen. Well, for you and for me to buy clothes is very simple because clothes are freely available. We can walk into any store, buy a piece of clothing at a pretty reasonable price, and we're good. And as a result, we've got cupboards full of clothes. But in the first century, when, when this is all going down, clothes are extremely rare. And as a result, clothes are extremely expensive. So if you're going to rob a grave, you're not going to take the body and leave the clothes behind. The most valuable thing in that grave 
or the clothes. They would have taken the clothes with them. So for me, the grave clothes that were left behind in the tomb is again clear evidence for me that Jesus, his body wasn't stolen, but that he raised from the dead. He was risen from the dead. The third piece of evidence for me are the eyewitness accounts that the gospel writers, Matthew, Mark, and John, who were present, who got to engage with the risen Jesus, that their eyewitness accounts of what happened there on that day, I can't ignore them. I can't ignore the fact that Luke, even though he wasn't there, that years later he would, he would go and investigate and interview the people who were there, not just the disciples, but the people that, that were around in that time who also got to engage with this risen Jesus. And he goes and he writes to a man by the name of Theophilus and he, he says to him, man, I'm giving, you, I'm giving you the most accurate account that I can as I've heard from all these eyewitnesses as to what happened on the day. And he goes and he gives that to And these eyewitness accounts, again, for me, is striking evidence of a risen Jesus. And that is why I believe that Jesus really did rise from the dead. Not just historical Jesus, but a risen Jesus. That is why I tend to agree with Mr. Johnny Cash as he agreed with the prophet Hosea, where Hosea said, Death, where is your sting? Grave, where is your victory? Why? Because Jesus is alive. He has risen from the dead. And I believe that it's in this moment that you and me, that, that, that we should really stop and consider if this is true, how does it impact our lives? How does this impact your life if this is true? If this is true, then Jesus died for you. As, as the Apostle Paul said, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All have sinned. We've all caused damage between us and God and us and the people around us. And that sin doesn't just go away. There's a, there's a penalty that needs to be paid, a price that needs to be paid, and Jesus came and paid that. How does that impact you? How does that impact me? And it's in this moment that I believe we need to stop and consider the cross. And consider what the cross means in your life and my life. And to do that, I, I stop and I consider who was at the cross on the day. And you might identify with someone who was there, right there on the day. I, I think of Mary. Here's a mom who's busy watching them kill her child. A, a mom who's, who's facing the, the agonizing pain of the death of her child. And maybe you can relate to Mary as a mom or as a dad, as a parent, that you face that kind of loss, that you've lost someone so close, so dear. Maybe you can identify with John, one of the closest friends of Jesus, 
whereas he's facing one of the greatest losses of his life, he's also been given one of the greatest responsibilities of his life. As Jesus looks at him and he says, son, here is your mother. And Jesus is giving John the responsibility of taking care of, of Jesus' own mom from that point forward. Great responsibility. Maybe you can relate, relate to John. Maybe you've faced some stuff and you're now experiencing this great responsibility that's been placed on you and it may even feel like it's crushing you in the moments. Maybe you can relate to him. Maybe, maybe you can relate to Peter where he's gone and he's made the worst mistake of his life. He's gone and, and taken one of the most beautiful relationships and he's ruined it. He's denied Jesus. He's denied him. He's cursed him. He's done everything he could to explain that he doesn't know this man. Don't kill me as you're about to kill him. Biggest mistake of his life. And maybe you're there. Maybe as you engage with the cross, you, you, you consider the way that you may be facing the biggest mistake of your life and you can relate to Peter. Maybe, maybe you can relate to Simon of Cyrene, a, a man who the Roman soldiers drew out of the crowd and, and, and said, hey, come carry this cross for this Jesus because we don't think he's going to make it all the way. It looks like he's about to die. Carry the cross for him and Simon carries this weight he 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 works hard to get it up on the hill and I can only imagine that by the time he gets there he's hoping someone's mind has changed that they're not going to crucify this Jesus that they're going to come to their senses that it's not going to end that way but that it's going to end far better and, and maybe you've been in a place where you have worked really really hard poured all your time, all your energy, all your efforts, all your resources into getting something done. And by the time it was over, it was discarded. And it felt like everything you had done was in vain. Maybe you can relate to Simon of Cyrene. Maybe. Maybe you can relate to Pilate. Where... He ultimately just did what he needed to do to keep the people happy. I don't believe we should crucify this Jesus, but hey, you wanted it to happen, so let's do it. And maybe you've lived in that space where you've just, you've just gone with the flow your whole life. Whatever keeps people happy. I don't want to rock the boat. I don't want to upset people. You know, I'll just do what keeps you happy. And as a result, it's led from one mess to another in your life. Maybe you can relate to Pilate. But you see, guys and ladies, the story of Jesus doesn't end there. The story of Jesus doesn't end at the cross. The story of Jesus doesn't, it doesn't end in silence. The, the, the story of Jesus doesn't end at the tomb. It doesn't even end on Sunday. No, because you see, the story of Jesus doesn't end. It continues to this very day because we know that the grave is empty. There was a resurrection and what was dead came back 
to life. And as a result, we can look into the life of Mary and and recognize that for her there was a resurrection. (laughs) There was a resurrection of peace and knowledge that, that she would one day be with and see and engage with her son again. And maybe that's what you're needing to hear today is that for your situation, there is a resurrection coming. Uh, that for John, there was a resurrection of an empowering for this new responsibility that was put on him, that he would be empowered to do it, not just get through it, but do it effectively. And there's a the same resurrection for you today. That, that there was a resurrection for Peter, a resurrection of life and purpose, even after what appeared to be his greatest mistake, his greatest failure. That there's new life, there's purpose. Maybe you need to hear about that resurrection today. And then for Simon of Cyrene, that there was a resurrection of time, And of the effort that he had poured in, that what he did was not in vain. What you are doing as you honor God through your life is not in vain, guys and ladies. And for all the pilots out there, not the actual pilots, but the Pontius Pilate types, that there would be a resurrection of courage to stand up, To stand up to the status quo, to not go with the flow, but to do what is right in God's eyes. You see, there is resurrection power for you. Jesus breathes new life into what seems to be dead. The realization that Jesus has risen from the dead back then was wrapped in the context of confusion and deep disappointment. And in these days that we're facing now, these days of of pain and uncertainty, guys and ladies, may we have a fresh realization that Jesus is risen and how that impacts your life and my life. That the resurrection in the life of Mary and Peter and Simon of Cyrene and and, and all these guys and ladies. That the resurrection in their lives spilt over into the resurrection in other people's lives around them. Now, we've had some talk around our circles here within our church locally about go, you know, go, it's time to go. And we know that this comes from Matthew 28 verses 19 through 20, um, that, that as, uh, as Jesus engages with his disciples 40 days after this resurrection Sunday, he says to them, go and make disciples. And you see, guys and ladies, the, the truth be told, Unless we're willing to see people through the lens of the cross and through the lens of the resurrection of Jesus, we won't go. Oh, we may go, 
We may go and eat and drink coffee and huddle together at events and call that an outreach, but, but we won't go. We, we won't go the way that Jesus meant for us to go. Because when he said go, he meant for us to go and love for us to go and pick up, for us to go and console, for us to go and care for, for us to go and comfort. Because, you see, unless we allow the cross and His resurrection to define us, we won't go in that way. When Jesus said go, what he meant was go and invite others into my life, into my death, into my resurrection. You see, before Jesus said go, Jesus said come. Jesus engaged with his disciples first off and said, come follow me and I will show you how to gather people and then I'll take care of the rest. Come follow me. You see, as I follow Jesus, I learn from his life. I learn from his death. I learn from his resurrection. I learn from his life how to live this life. I I learn from his death how to die to my own selfishness. I learn from his resurrection how to be empowered to do those first two things well through his life, through his power in my life. See, unless... I first come and follow, I will never have his heart for the Marys of the world, for the Johns of the world, for the Peters of the world, for the Simons of the world, for the Pilots of this world. If I do not follow, I will never go. Because if I do not follow, I will never have a reason to. When I follow, there's a change that happens in me. When I follow and I engage with the life, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus, and I allow it to come and change me, it means that I go and I take what He's done in me, and I'm able to engage with people and say to them, man, I was one way. Now I'm another, and what happened in between is Jesus. That's what Jesus meant when he said, go. I wonder today, what's your next step? What's your next step? As I started working on this message, I realized I'm I'm speaking to two groups of people. I'm speaking to the come group of people and I'm speaking to the go group of people. And you may be in a space where you need to come and receive His resurrection. And if that's you today, if you need to come and receive His resurrection, meaning I need to come and engage with, with, with learning how to live from His life, how to die to my selfishness from his death. I need to come and learn how to love in the power that he gives me through the power of his resurrection. 
I need to come and follow. Then I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you today to not put that off. But here on this Resurrection Sunday, let's take this moment and say, Lord, from today onwards, I choose to come and follow you. Right, I'm going to pray for you in a moment. But that second group of people, the go group, that go group, that you're in a place where you're realizing today, I need to go and I need to invite others into his resurrection. I need to invite people into this new full life that I've experienced. This, hey, I was one way, I'm another. What happened in between was Jesus. I need to go and communicate that and show that to the world out there. And guys and ladies, there's no better time to make that decision than right now. And whether you're in the come group or in the go group, the moment that you start doubting this or struggling with this, my prayer for you is that you will stop and realize that there is a resurrected Jesus who's resurrected you and continues to resurrect these broken areas in your life. Don't give up. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for today, Lord. We thank you for the incredible privilege to just come and celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. Lord, I thank you that as we do, that you invite us into coming and experiencing fullness of life with you, Lord. That you come and invite us to receive your resurrection. To come and be loved by you. To come and be cared for by you. To come and, 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 and engage with fullness of life that is only found in you. And Lord, as, as guys and ladies are needing to make that decision today, I thank you that you empower them with courage to do just that, to follow you. Lord, for those who are needing to shake off the comfortable, recognize what your resurrection power means in their lives, how it affects our lives, and that it's too good to keep to ourselves. That we need to get up and get out there and go and make disciples, Lord. Lord, that you'll empower them, encourage them, strengthen them to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teach these new disciples to go and do the same, to love God, to love people, and to make a difference. We love you, Lord. Our lives are yours. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a wonderful week. We love you guys. See you next week. If you enjoyed this session and you'd like to know more about us, then please come and connect with us through our website, our social media platforms, and come subscribe to our YouTube channel. All the links are listed below. Beyond that, we trust that you have an incredible week.